And Peter tells us this in Acts chapter 2. And he uses the same passage to show how Jesus lived right on this life. So let's go back to David. David said, I put God right there. And I put him always that he's right there. How would you think if someone was always, you know, bigger than you, was always there? Would that help you to be brave? What about when you got into some difficult situations? You knew that person would always was there to help you. And some of the, the way that we can say it, David said, I always put my eyes on the Lord. When I was 12 years old, I had to play in my school football team. And I was full back and we had a football team that came from a town called Condoblin. And nearly everyone in, those te in that team was an Aboriginal. I won't tell you what happened to the score. But anyway, when they were playing with us, my grandfather came to watch me. Now, when I, if we go back a long time ago, not many parents went to watch their children play football because they all had to work. But I was really excited this day because my grandfather came to watch me play football. And when I was playing football and I looked over and there was just a small crowd, I only saw one face. Who do you think I saw? No, I saw grandfather. He was like God. <laughs> I saw my grandfather, and I loved my grandfather because he was special to me. Because he, and every time I was playing, I'd look over, and I only saw one face. Now, for the adults, we call that that my grandfather became the audience of significance. And that's what David did. He, whatever he did, he imagined... He could see God. He could see God in a way. You know, and when I was playing football, and when those Aborigine boys, man, they beat us 70-0. <laughs> because what they did is they, they covered themselves with Vaseline, and, and every time we'd go to catch them, our hands would slip off them. <laughs> but I was fullback, and I still stopped a lot of them. And every time... I was there because grandfather was watching me. Man, did I, it made me a lot stronger and better. Now you think, if your eyes are always on somebody that's bigger than you, does that help you to be stronger? Well, David, so how David got his life right, he put his eyes on God and all the time, his eyes were on God. Whatever he did, God was there. Wherever he went, God was there. God was at his right hand. And I wonder when we, as we get, go to school and whatever we do, whether we're at home, whether we go shopping, whether we go to work, if we can always imagine God's right there, right there, I wonder would we act different. I wonder if the, our mothers and fathers who are sitting behind us, if they had the same thought, God is always there, how that would strong them, how that would strengthen them. Okay, let's look at the next verse. The next verse says, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also will rest secure. Another word for that is says, 
I will not be afraid. Have you ever got afraid? You, you don't. What about when you're at, if you've got to go outside at night by yourself, would you be afraid? You know what David said? In, he said, I won't be shaken. Well, I want to tell you about one time when I was afraid. I got really scared. When I was only nine years old, my father taught me how to go and catch some rabbits. And I used to go and catch rabbits and I could sell them to different people in town. And I hope I don't upset you. They would eat them. <laughs> and I wanted to... I used to go get on my bike, I would ride out of town, we, I lived in a little town near the farm, and I would go into the scrub and I would set all these rabbit traps. Well, my father, I wanted to bring one, but my wife, I still got one left at home, but my wife wouldn't let me bring it. She said it, she said it would upset all the adults. <laughs> you, you, so I'm sorry, children, I, my wife wouldn't let me bring it. But it was a steel trap anyway. Um, I, I, set, I set them, and one night my father went with me, and we go at about half past nine at night, and there's reasons why you go at night, because you get your first lot of rabbits. So I got all brave the second night, and I thought I would go around the rabbit traps by myself. So I got on my bike about half past eight, nine o'clock, and I rode out of town up this windy bush road, and I started to go around the rabbit traps. I caught some rabbits, I put them in the bag, and then I set the first, reset the first trap, went to the second trap, and I only got a little torch, and it was real dark. And I heard some noise in the bush. Man, I started to think all these weird things. Somebody's there. Maybe it was just a possum or something, but I got real scared. And so quickly I ran around all the traps and I caught the rabbits and I didn't set the traps again because I got too scared. And then I jumped on the bike and I was still scared. And it was a windy track. And boy, did I ride home real fast. Really, really fast. Do you ever get scared like that? What it, what it, what it, the first night I went, my father was with me. Did I get scared when Dad, my father was with me? But when I was by myself, I got scared. And you know what David said? David said, because I know God's always there, because I know God's right there at my right hand, my eyes are on him. He spiritualized. Somehow David could visualize that. And we can too. And when he did that, David said, I will not be shaken, I will not be moved. What does that mean? I will not be shaken, I will not be moved. It means I feel safe, I feel secure. And I don't know, you know, we're, this year is nearly finished. Next year you're going to start go to a new class at school. Some of you are going to go to a... Uh, probably a new school. And some of your parents out here are looking for new work. Some of them want to find work. And I'm not sure what 2020 is going to bring. We're going to have to climb some mountains. 
we're going to have to go through some difficult times. Some people are going to get sick. But you just think about it. Even though all these things could happen, if God's with us, what did David say? I will not be afraid. I will not be shaken. I, I, I won't be moved. And so when I think of that, that helps me. And so later, we'll, I'm going to almost be finished in a second. When we're finished, we're going to, the old pastors in this church are going to come out and we're going to pray for you guys and pray that 2020 is going to be a great year. But we're also going to pray for the adults that whatever they have to face, they can do it because God is where? God is right there. But really, God lives in here. If we've given our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, God lives in here. But that was just David made up that picture. I'm going to put God there so I can always see him. And I like that because Jesus did the same thing when he was on this earth. He put the Father right there. And wherever Jesus went, he knew in his mind, he knew in his thinking, Father God was right there, right there. Let's look at the next verse. Okay. It says, Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. David was getting older, and he was worried what would happen to him when he died. But because God was so close to him, he knew even if he died, even if something bad happened, it was okay. God would be with him. And then in the last verse, it says that God would give him eternal pleasures. God would look after him. God, that meant he had eternal life, that he'd always stay with, with God. So I don't want to sound negative. I don't want to sound something bad. But even as we get older and we die, we don't have to be afraid because we're going to live with Jesus forever and ever. And then the last verse says... You will make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. What that means is that God was going to guide where he was going to go. Some of you might be getting a little bit afraid because you don't know what you're going to do in the new school or the new class. But David said, it's okay. Because God's made the road. God's gone ahead with me. God's made a road that, and, and he's ordered my path. And I think of the older ones in this church, some of the older ones in this church, they need work. They need a new job. Some of them have got sickness, and some of their sickness is pretty serious. But God's in charge. And I want to show you some scriptures that shows us that God's always with us. So can we read these? This is what we're going to finish with. You look at all these scriptures. Okay. Let's go. In Deuteronomy it says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy, the Lord himself goes before you. He'll be with you. He he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And then in Joshua 1.5, 
No one will be able to stand against you in the days of your life as it was with Moses. This is what, and this same promise is for us. This is what God is saying. I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. What a great promise. And we're going to look at, why are we looking at so many of the same thing? Because I want us to know that God, God is with us. He won't leave us. Okay, the next one. This, uh, don't fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know what that means? God says, I'll hold you with my right hand. That was a, a figure of speech that we use to say that when God's going to hold us with his right hand, that means he's going to give us his full strength. He's going to give us everything we need. He's the one that helps us. And then Jesus was leaving this earth. Uh, he said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And then let's... Hebrews, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Can I just tell you one quick story again? When I, I told you when I was playing football, I got all excited because my grandfather was watching me. And whenever I was playing, I could still see my grandfather. In, I could still think of him in, in my head, and he was watching me. And you know, when I went home, I was still excited. Even though we got beaten 70 nil. Why was I excited? Because grandfather was with me. Grandfather watched me. And you know, sometimes things don't work out in life. Things don't. But when you know that God's always there and God's with you, you can still be happy. You can still be excited. Because when, you, when you've got that assurance, and what I mean by assurance is that that means when, God, when you've opened your life to the Lord... You know that he lives in there. You know that he's real. And let's look at the last verse. Okay, in Philippians. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Do you know what causes many of the older... When we get older, what we worry about, we always worry whether we've got enough money to live on, whether we've got enough work, so we can buy enough food so we can feed you children. And yet, this church in Philippi was a very generous church. And this is what Paul gave them this promise. He said, God will supply all your needs. And he was talking both about physical and spiritual. He wasn't just talking about spiritual, he was talking about the needs for what they had. And this is what he said. Uh, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And I tried to understand what it meant was in his glory and glorious. And I looked up all the, the Greek and tried to understand it, because one of the versions says in his glorious riches. And then I realized, as I looked at it, what it means is that everyone who is special 
God is going to give, God will give them the best. That's what it means. It means God will look after them and make sure they're okay. And I know that we're special in God's eyes. Why are we special? Because God died for us. God gave his life for us. And so when we come into the new year, it's just about, this year is just about finished. I want us to get excited that no matter what 2020 brings, who's with us? Who's at our right hand? And where, is it, where are our eyes? Our eyes are on Jesus. So I'm going to ask the other three older pastors, they're going to come out and they're going to pray that God's blessing will be upon you. Two of the pastors are going to pray for you and then the other two are going to pray for all the adults. And I, I just wonder if every one of us can commit ourselves afresh to God this morning. And I wonder if we can capture that truth that, that David had. You know, David messed his life up. And, my, and some of it was his own fault. And yet, as he got older, he wrote this psalm. The psalms aren't in chronological order. And we know that David wrote this latter in life. And I just think it's a principle that every one of us can take. I'm going to place God at my right hand. I'm going to put God right there. And it's interesting that whole psalm became a prophetic psalm that Peter refers to in the sermon in Acts chapter 2, that Jesus put God, his Father, right there. And I wonder if we can do that as we approach 2020, a new decade, and put God right there. Other version says, I put my eyes on God, always. In other words, God becomes the audience of our significance. And just as I used the illustration playing football, there was only one person in that crowd that I was interested in. I wonder if we can always see the Lord Jesus Christ right there. How will we respond to every single thing and every place we go to, every place where we're at, God's right there. I know we can't manipulate God. We can't, in a sense, put him where we want him to be. It's a human way of saying, I'm making God number one in my life. I'm putting God right there. Let's do that. Thank you, pastors, if you come. Okay. I wonder if all the students, all the kids, can you stand? And we're going to pray that God will bless you for 2020 in your new school, at home, and whatever you go through. And when you get sick, you're going to always remember who's with you. God is right there. And so, Pastor Mike is going to pray for you. Now look, see this man here. This is one of our older pastors. He's been really sick this year, and yet even in his sickness, God has done so many miracles. And so he's going to pray a special blessing on all you students, and then after that, we're going to pray also for the adults. Thank you. Maybe we can all stand and reach out to the... And let's make this a special time. And let's all dedicate ourselves to the Lord afresh. Thank you.
Yeah, it should be. This one? Right in line with what Pastor Neil's been saying is, uh, is what I've been hanging on to all year is fixing your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith. And so, Father, we just pray for all of these young ones that yes, this Lord. year will be a year when they will, just like Neil's grandfather was there watching him, that they'll be conscious that God is there taking a special interest in each and every one of them, loving them, caring for them, protecting them. Father, let them be conscious of your presence in their home, in their school, in their class, in every situation that they find themselves. And when they start to feel afraid, Lord, come in and touch them afresh with your presence. Let them know that they're not alone, but that you're with them and that you're watching over them. Yes. And Lord, uh, at their night time before they go to bed, let them have special prayer times where they talk to you and you draw close to them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we want to thank you today that even as adults, we can come to you as little children. Lord, we can come and uh, fix our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank you, Lord, that you're always there. We thank you, Lord, that there's no point in your life where you are not there. And so we thank you today, Lord, that we can come and thank you for your presence. Lord, for many of us, 2019 has been a year with many and varied circumstances. And yet, Lord, through the good and the tough, we thank you that you never left us and you've been with us, watching over us. And we know today God with us. And so, Lord, teach us today in whatever our circumstance might be that we will indeed keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus. And, uh, and Lord, as uh, Mike prayed for these children, Lord, I pray again that you would give to us a, a childlike faith, one that says, Lord, we're just looking to you and we're going to believe you for what you want to do in our lives. And may we be blessed, Lord, as we conclude this year and then with glorious victory, knowing God's gone before us, we move into a new year in 2020. So, Lord, we want to thank you that as a church family, we come with, with open hearts to you and praying, God for, God, for your blessing to be poured out upon us. And we will give you the praise for what you do in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want to come forward? Come here and show you something. Graham, you come here. Pastor Graham. Do you think if, if you went outside at night or you went anywhere and you had that big man there, one side of you, and me the other side of you, would that help you to be brave? Well, that's, you know, God's even bigger than us. And if you can put in your mind and your thinking that God is always there looking after you. And we're going to pray for the adults now. And that illustration was for the adults, not us, <laughs> not the kids. Just imagine God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is with us always. If we can picture him always right there, how would, we, how would we act? Can we say like David, I will not be moved. 
I will not be shaken. You know, there's an illustration. Um, if, you go, if you go out to the sea and you get start to get seasick, the seas are rough. Uh, what are you told to do? Not to look at the waves, to look just above the waves. And we, we're about to face 2020. And there's a lot of negatives with the economy or things behind the scenes. And if we just keep putting our eyes on the things of the earth, you'll become earthly sick, just like you become seasick in the storm. And in a storm, you're told to put your eyes just above. I wonder whether we can set our eyes above the earthly things and put them on the Lord. So often we fill our mind with all the earthly things, all the negatives that are going on. And what happens? We become full of fear and full of worry and wondering what's going to happen. Let's set our eyes on the things above, on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're still aware with what goes on in the earth. Put your eyes on the Lord and then you can say like David, I will not be moved, I'll not be shaken. Thank you. A prayer of dedication from Pastor Graham. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence here today. We were also reminded, Lord, of us adults that we really need to wear shoes that we want filled. Help us to be the example for these young ones to follow. But I thank you, God, that uh, you will never be unloving toward us. You'll never be unfaithful. And so, Lord, it's with that confidence and courage that we go into a new year, knowing that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, Lord, that all of these children here are loved by you and that all your children, Lord, are wanted children. All your children, Lord, have been taken care of. Even though sometimes, Lord, our mum and dads and us as parents let our kids down, you never let us down. And there's always a way back to God. There's never a place, Lord, where we can be too far away from you. There's a way back to God. And today, Lord, we dedicate ourselves to you afresh. As we look back over the year, we thank you for the strength that you've given us at the time. Thank you, Lord, for the faith that you give us for the future. And the same God, Lord, who's helped us through this past year is the same God who's going to help us again in the coming year. Hallelujah. For all these things, Lord, we ask in your precious name. Amen. Lord, forgive us for our failures for this year. And I pray, God, that some of those thoughts that I've shared this morning that we can take hold of, that we will set you before us. We will place our eyes upon you. And I thank you that we will not be moved, we will not be shaken. I pray for those that need a real breakthrough in 2020, those that need work, those that need healing. I thank you, Lord, that whatever 2020 holds, that you are with us, that there are so many scriptures, so many promises there. And Lord, we're going to put our eyes 
on you because that is not, that is solid. That is not be shaken. We're going to put it on your word, on your promises because, Lord, that is so firm. That is so secure. And so we trust in you and we give ourselves afresh to you for this coming year, this coming decade. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you.